Working Fans Podcast. Cool. Yep. All right, here we go. Coming down three, two. For another week of the Working Fans Podcast, this is AJ, I'm the former wrestler, we've got Dave the Ultimate Fan here with us, as we do every week, our producer Joe may, likes to make us sound good and makes us look way more professional than we actually are. As always, you can find us on Twitter, that's at FansWorking, Facebook, Working Fans Pod, we've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast, and for any ideas that you might have, that's workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, where you can keep up with us at workingfanswrestling underscore pod. And then you can now listen to us on all major platforms, including anchor.fm, we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and you can actually check us out on YouTube. Now, it's important when you go onto the Apple Podcasts and YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, let us know what you think so you can help us out, and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. Do you remember Lance Von Eric from World Class Championship Wrestling? You can read all about his wrestling career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas. And his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Eric, 25 chapters in all. You'll be surprised what you read. Go to LanceByChance.com. Oh, what's up, everybody? It's the Working Fans Podcast with the man they call Dave, AJ Strangebrew. And today... We're going to do something we just did on the comedy cast recently. We're going to talk about AJ's favorites. But in pro wrestling, I'm going to throw some names at you. And this would be actually different. We're a little bit on some time constraints here, folks, too. Because this one could actually go long if I was willing to let it. But I won't. The, the ultimate warrior, number one. Oh, AJ, I can't hear you. Oh, no. What? You can't hear me? I should have made sure I could hear you. You can't first. hear me? No, I can't hear you at all. Can uh, you hear me now? Uh-oh. Did I mute it? I'll just wait till you guys can hear you. This will be a strictly audio edition. Can you hear me? Nope. Did you have something you could hit the volume on or something on the side one time? You were telling me about this the last time and it's happened before. Now, hmm. I don't think it's on my end. No, it's not on my end. Uh, Anything going on here? No, you're not muted. Actually, hold on. Oh, can't unmute your guests. They chose to mute themselves. Apparently, you muted yourself. Oh, can you can you hear me now? Yeah. This will be a strictly audio edition. <laughs> no way. Bring them the no way. Bring them the show. All right. Well, whatever. I'll leave this up to Joe. Joe, actually, Joe can't edit video right now anyway. So, whatever. We'll see how this goes. Uh, it's just a minute of us having fun. We're having fun. He doesn't Two know. Two kids having fun. Yeah, he's having fun. All right. So that was Joe, AJ Joe, Joe, don't you stop our fun, baby. <laughs> As AJ muted himself. <laughs> Let's go That's, to the topic, baby. You We're know talking. why? You know why I muted myself. I muted myself because I was talking about the Ultimate Warrior. 
Yeah, one of your favorites. <laughs> That's who I was going to throw at you. Actually, you know what? Wasn't the name I was going to throw at you. A man called Sting. All right. Oh! And it's good because he's current and he's back. And I got to tell you, just recently we saw him on AEW Dynamite. And I loved like the little angle that they did where he's driving and Darby's actually in the back in the body bag and they have this silly music playing. It's my favorite thing. People popped this because they saw the Scorpion Drift Drop and the Splash. As you know, that didn't mean shit to me. <laughs> I, I enjoyed a little silly thing. And I did enjoy that Hook was going to be was in the body bag. I figured it out. But when Taz appropriately said, what the hell is this shit? Which I kind of thought he would. Yeah. I thought it was great. Uh, I think that the whole angle, I think, is being done very well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only, obviously, so much you can do with Sting, even though they, he's apparently completely medically cleared to wrestle. Yeah. Uh, according to the doctors, there is nothing wrong with Sting at all. So <laughs> yeah. we'll see how um, that goes. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't go. I, I don't think Sting will be taking too many crazy bumps anyway. No. And no, more bump, buckle, no more buckle bombs. I'm no, guessing. and even the bump that he did take, the power bomb, believe it or not, one of the safest moves in wrestling. I, I know we talked about this on the live show, but mm-hmm. when you take a power bomb correctly, it's just a flat back bump. So there's right. really nothing to uh, concern yourself with. It's not horrible. Favorite Sting match? God, my favorite Sting match to this day, believe it or not, is still Flair versus Sting. That really? original Clash of Champions. <clears throat> oh, okay. Uh, I, 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 it's the match that got him over. Don't get me wrong. He's had lots of great matches. His matches with Rick Rude were absolutely off the chain. Great matches. You well, know his pro gimmick, but I'm gonna agree with you on some of this stuff. And I might surprise you because I don't think we ever talked about this. <clears throat> Actually, when Sting started beating up the four horsemen a lot, he became a monster favorite of mine for a little while. He kind of dipped off a little bit. I me and you both agree with this. I was we were both not as big as a fan of Crow Sting. We were a bigger fan of Surfer Sting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, well, I, I don't think he had the matches because of who he was wrestling when he was Crosting, he never really had an opportunity to wrestle as many of the great wrestlers. No. He did have some good matches with the Macho Man and stuff Dallas of that Page, nature. Dallas Page. Yeah. But when I think about great Sting matches, Flair. I think about some of his stuff in Rude. TNA. That's uh, some of his stuff Working in TNA angle. was actually yeah. very good. Exactly. But early on, it's Flair, it's Rick Rude, it's mm-hmm. we're wrestling against other people from the Dangerous Alliance, like yeah. a young Steve Austin, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, even the, the, the War Games matches that he had. Yeah. Good stuff. That that's my favorite time period. Even his matches with Vader, yeah. those are, that's the time period right. of thing that I like the best. Yeah, and, no, I, I agree. I was actually uh, heartbroken when the Horseman turned on him. I know you weren't, but I was actually I was like sad. I was like, he's your friend. How could you do this to him? <laughs> it got me. I was like a young teenager, and then he blew his knee out in the same freaking night. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what happened because I didn't understand that he had did that like on the way to the cage when I was a yeah. kid. I and I actually thought because Flair gave him like a little kick, and I'm like, did he kick his knee out? Oh man, what happened? <laughs> I I didn't I didn't realize Flair could kick like Muda. Yeah, and I kind of <laughs> knew that everything wasn't on the up and up in wrestling at that time. I just assumed that Flair messed up the kick, which in my mind, which is so ridiculous to think. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, Flair. wait a minute, what? Whoa, what do you mean wrestling's not on the up and up? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I forgot we were working here. K-fabe, it's brother. still real. It's still real to me, Dave. <laughs> still real to me. Let's throw another favorite out there real quick. Terry Funk. Whew. 
Uh, see, I liked Terry Falk. I don't think he could do some of the stuff that he did back in the day now no. because it would be under a microscope and he would get in trouble just because he said things that You're talking be, about his promos. Obviously. Yeah, today, unfortunately, a lot of what he said would be politically incorrect yeah. and he would never be able to actually get away with that. He would be canceled in a moment. Yeah. Considering he said stuff that was far worse than what Jim Cornette said on the NWA broadcast. Sometimes you had to put that jackass down and that's what yeah. needs to be done to Ric Flair. We got to put him down. Exactly. That's the, but Terry Funk is a person who touched so many generations. You're talking about somebody who started wrestling in the late sixties and touched generations all the way to current day. My favorite Terry Funk, I said this before, is like 89 and that's not Flair. That's not Funk in his prime really. No. Kind of his resurgence, yeah, but like in 1989, he had already been wrestling for 21 years. Yeah, <laughs> he started in '68. Yeah, so you're talking about wrestling for 21 years in 1989 when he had that matches. They, I, I tell people all the time, he is the forefather of hardcore wrestling. Yeah. He is the person who brought it to the mainstream. What he did on the Clash of Champions, what he did on those live broadcasts were had never been done before trying to pile drive somebody through a table putting a bag over putting a bag over somebody's head i mean in even the stuff that yeah he did in memphis with jerry Jerry Lawler, and now that stuff didn't really get seen till later on a national level because of tape trading Mm -hmm. but it's empty arena match (laughs) absolutely oh my god what they did with the spike in the eye my eye lower my eye That's the Terry Funk was so far ahead of his time and Mm -hmm. he was so giving of his time. So many wrestlers love him because he legitimately would take the time to work with them and help them grow, which is not something you see every day. Paul Heyman said there'd be no ECW without Terry Funk. Hold on a second. Breaking news. Breaking news. You have Paul Heyman on the line. Hey, on. Yeah, I'm wrapping up right now. I'll be up there in two seconds. This show's shot. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so the, we'll just finish on Terry Funk. Yeah. The, break, <laughs> the breaking news is my boss just called me and my, yes. my boss, I mean my wife, and told me that I have to get the groceries out of the car. Ugh. Looks like but, AJ's here for the night. <laughs> how, give, me, give me one more name real quick. Just give me one more name. Shoot it at me. Shoot it at sure, me. Here I already go. got it. Rick Rude. Rick Rude. By far the best wrestler ever not to hear, hold a major World Heavyweight Championship. Mm. I am probably the biggest Rick Rude fan in the world. I think he was a great heel. See what he did early on with the kissing the girls and Jake the Snake Roberts' wife. What he then did with the Ultimate Warrior to actually make the Ultimate Warrior look like he could wrestle. (laughs) And then he continued on. And by the time he got to WCW... Warriors' best matches, but go ahead. He he was so well-polished that he made... The Dangerous Alliance, he automatically means something. He made that whole rivalry with him and Sting is one of the best good versus evil rivalries in the world. And pairing him with Medusa, another great stroke of genius. I I cannot say enough good words about Rick Rude. I'm sorry that he left us as early as he did. I'm sorry that he got injured because, quite frankly, I think that he still would have had another good probably 10 to 12 years if he had not gotten injured versus Sting. Go ahead and let yourself out. I'll finish this up. You got to get those groceries. <laughs> I am terrified as to what Dave's going to say. Whatever he says, not true. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I'm just going to finish up on some memories of Rick Rude. Go ahead and get yourself out there, but I got Later. <laughs> Later. Wow. So that took a turn. 
this uh this episode this segment's a train wreck my god i mean we had audio issues we had uh AJ's wife made a run in and you know, you didn't hear her because AJ ain't gonna let you hear her because you know, he knows that bitch will shoot on him. So just to finish up on Rick Rude, as I do this solo, I think one thing that I found interesting was Rick Rude, right before he got injured, was rumored to have a baby face run. And we were going to see him in a match with Vader too, before he got hurt. And I would have been very interested to see how Rude would have done as a baby face because he was such a good heel. I can say as a kid, like, I hated him because he was just so good at it. But, man, I think, looking back, he's a guy I appreciate so much. I really love his work. I really love going back and watching Rick Rude stuff. And I have to say, I think he could have made a good babyface because he was such a good worker. I think he would have been a badass babyface. And it would have been real interesting to see how he did. Damn shame he got taken away from us too soon, as AJ said. And such great quality work in his matches. He made the Warrior look great which is no easy task, as we know. He had awesome matches with Ricky Steamboat in the WCW uh, and Sting. I think that was his best run, actually, as U.S. champ in WCW. But, yeah, Rick Rude was one of the all-time greats. I just wanted to finish this up properly. And, yeah, that's it for the Working Fans podcast this week. Always, guys, thanks for showing up. Thanks for listening. And in the immortal, immortal words of Rick Rude, what I'd like to have right now is for all you working fans fat, out-of-shape sweat hogs to buy a damn t-shirt. We're out. There you go. Welcome back. (laughs) You know what it is. It's the Working Fans Podcast, bitches. Welcome back for another week of the 531, where we take your top five lists on a particular subject, vote them down to a top three, debate them down to a number one, this week, top AEW matches. Dave, what kind of gave you the inspiration for this? Is it the amount of wrestling we've been watching? And that yeah. AEW is like a solid third of it. Yeah, and a big thing is, too, is we've been so fucking busy that I said, I'm just going to throw a list out my ass. And that's what came out. <laughs> yeah, people, peek behind the curtain. <laughs> it is going to be interesting, though, because the company's been around roughly two years, like counting yes. both all in. So, But... I will say this. I threw my list together right before the show even started, and I could not believe how easy it was. And I didn't even go back and look at other people's lists. Like, I literally thought about it, and I was like, oh, I have a perfect good five that I'm very proud of, that I'm ready to show off when we get to me. But damn it, yeah. Now, let's start off with Randy, friend of the show, number one fan. He's got Mm -hmm. Cody versus Dustin, double or nothing, 2019. Young Bucks versus FTR, full gear, 2020. Kenny Omega versus Pac, the Iron Man match from Dynamite, February 26, 2020. Mm. Young Bucks versus Adam Page and Kenny Omega, Revolution. Mm. Going to say that was last year. And Moxley versus Brody Lee, double or nothing. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I didn't even think about that one. Hats off to Randy. I'm not thinking that one, but he might have made me change my mind on something. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Now Actually, there is definitely did remind me of something. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy the amount of matches that they've put out. You know, they get criticized a lot for the things that don't work, but Randy's got a perfect example here of a bunch of things that did work. Young Bucks mm-hmm. versus FTR, that was hotly anticipated for a while. Young Bucks versus Adam Page and Kenny Omega was good too. That Yeah, that was uh Pro Wrestling Illustrated's match of the year. Uh, I'm sorry, not uh, Wrestling Observers match of the year as we uh, 
went on today. So, yeah. So, a lot of people loved it. Yeah, and I mean, we're almost, what, a year out from last revolution. It's coming yeah, around yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. Now, Dave, who do you got for a list? We got Mike Flynn here. He's got Cody and Dustin, double or nothing. Omega and Page versus the Bucks, revolution. Omega and Pac, Iron Man match Dynamite, Bucks FDR, and Jericho and Cody from Full Gear. Wow, that was quite the assortment. Jericho versus Cody, Full Gear. I believe that was how Cody can never challenge for the world title. Yes. That was also where MJF threw in the towel and then afterwards pretended to be sad and low-blowed Cody, and that eventually led to their big strap match. God, that was such a good... Do you think, to me, that feels like a more solid area of storytelling for them? Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel as tight now. Do you agree? Do you think Do you think their storytelling is still as spot on as it was then? I think they were running all cylinders then. Uh, they showed shades of it now, but we do have to talk the COVID factor whenever this stuff comes in. That threw a lot of plans out of whack. And, man, I remember that moment when Cody wrestled MJF too this is a little off topic but I remember uh, he threw a drink in a fan's face and I thought to myself because I was at a Beyond Wrestling show where that guy pie faced uh, a kid too who was in a LaPonka costume and I thought to myself this guy as a heel is absolutely fearless like he is not afraid of heat he is old school we saw him spit on Brody Lee Jr.'s mask, you know, like obviously, you know, that was everything was set up, and but I mean, and he got his revenge. But just the idea, this guy's not afraid to do despicable things. Like I heard, you might have been there. They were at a Starcast, and there was some kid in a wheelchair. They went up to an autograph signing or something, and he said, the "Kid said, hey, how are you, MJF?" And he's like, "Better than you." <laughs> you know, like who does that? Like, this man is an awful human being. I like, wish I had I been there. I definitely heard about that, though. Yeah, he's definitely just fearless. I mean, the promos he cut in MLW, especially in Dallas, about Von Erickson talking about doing the Von Eric thing in front of Texas, and those people wanted to kill him. So, I mean, and yeah, that, that was a, that was a sidetrack conversation, guys. But I just want to say this guy's a masterful heel. Yeah, and. That's what it really takes to be a good heel is to not care what people are th- will think. Just like you yeah. said last week about Jericho not giving the autograph to the fan. Right. You have to have that commitment to really get people to buy in because everybody knows wrestling's predetermined. Some call it fake. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the suspension of disbelief mm-hmm. in that moment where everybody's caught up in the show is where it's amazing in MJF. Great, another more it. sidebar too. Predetermined fake. Uh, I'm glad you said that because I always call it predetermined too. And I get a little offended by fake because I'll joke about it, but I don't really like it in a real conversation because here's why. Me and Joe been watching uh, WandaVision, all right? I love all Marvel movies. I don't go to a Marvel movie and go, oh, this shit's fucking fake. Thor don't have no hammer. That's bullshit. That's not a magical hammer. Yeah, we know none fucking- of these people are superheroes, but it doesn't affect right. our enjoyment of it. Right, because it's great storytelling, and they give they do a great job of giving you background on the characters, which is any good movie, even if you're not a fan of Marvel. Like, any good movie does a great job of telling stories, getting you invested in the characters, and pro wrestling at its best is the same thing, and it's a predetermined physical art form. And uh, Freddie Prinze Jr. recently said, too, like, it's art literally in its classic form, and it doesn't get the credit it deserves. Literally, these men are performing on a canvas. So, boom. Thank you, Freddie Prince Jr., for that line. 
Fuck the world. It's predetermined. Kiss my ass. Is it my turn to give another list? I'm sorry. I'm going to give a list just because... Please do. <laughs> I, I'm just so shocked after what you said. We got big fan of the show, Jesse from New Hampshire. He's got Cody versus Dustin, double or nothing, mm. 2019. Cody versus Jericho, full gear. Cody versus Eddie Kingston, Dynamite. Cody versus Wardlow, the cage match on Dynamite. And Jungle Boy versus Dax, Dynamite. Listen to these matches. Listen to everybody that's getting mentioned here. A lot of Cody. It's Cody. Cody's the fucking MVP low-key of this promotion for the most part in terms of putting out great matches. He's an awesome storyteller. Go back to what I was just talking about telling stories. This guy knows how to tell stories. and Go back. To before this became a real thing, before it was AEW, it was all out. And they were just going on. My favorite match on that show was Cody and Nick Aldis. 100% now. Dave, I know you got fired up a minute ago, but you got a list I for did. us? I do. I got one more list, by the way. This is the list. I think I told you last week I was short of lists. It's actually this week. I got Mikey and Fred from the Facebook page coming up big as always. Cody versus Dustin at Double or Nothing. Omega versus Pac, Iron Man match. Cody versus Brody Lee, dog collar match. Mox versus Darby. That's a good one, actually. 11 2019. And Mox versus Omega. Lights out full gear 2019. That is a hell of a list. The Mox Omega match. I believe that's the one that Chris Cruz got his panties up in a bunch and had to call the uh, Baltimore Athletic Commission because <laughs> he was on his period or something. Yeah, Mox. that was a hell of a match. And God, I can't wait to see. I'm so ready for that main event now at this year's revolution that exploding barbed wire oh yeah death match <laughs> like nuts. that has really been seen in the u.s this is probably the biggest platform they're gonna go get with it i'm just by i can't way, wait by the way forgive me i'm sure aj's gonna give me hell for uh saying chris cruz was on his period but <laughs> not shaming women here or anything i just really don't care for chris cruz so i just wanted to get that out there Hey, no problem. Uh, I'm going to bring you our, another list next. Scott from Voluntown. Yes. Cody versus Dustin, up. double or nothing. Hangman Hangman and Page versus the Bucks Revolution. That's Hangman and Omega. Yeah. San- like Hangman and Page. Those guys can do it. Maybe that Diamond Dallas Page, Hangman, <laughs> fucking Dark Mash. Yeah, <laughs> you saw that segment Scott. they did on BTE. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Scott, when you read this, Go back and look at the test because I know you're going to assume, and uh, rightfully so, that I probably wrote it to <laughs> the show wrong, but I actually screenshotted these. <laughs> if I was Scott, I would assume it's my fault too. So <laughs> Now, I've, he's got Santana and Ortiz versus the Best Friends, Parking Lot. That was a good one. Penta versus Phoenix, Dynamite. Those are always good. good. FTR mm-hmm. versus the Bucks, Full Gear. Yeah. All good shit, pal. Let me uh, wrap this up on my end, then, and I'll let you do your thing. I got Cody versus Dustin. That's my favorite match of all time still, folks. Like the story they told, the moment, bringing me back feelings of Dusty Rhodes that night with a crowd chin and Dusty and Cody at the very end cutting the promo, I need my big brother. <clears throat> Going back to a promo that Dusty cut when I was a kid that I still remember when he wanted to be partners with Dustin. And Dusty said, I don't need no handshake. I don't need a hug. You know, I don't, all I need from you is a hug and a kiss to seal the deal. All right. Like, it's magic. I loved it. That match stands the test of time in me forever because it made me feel. Speaking of made me feel, this is the match I changed at the last second. I originally had MJF and Cody on here, which was a good one, especially the strap and the story. I love the storytelling, but I had to really think about it. 
Cody versus Brody Lee dog collar match. That made it. It was an old school thing, and they damn sure did it right. And hey, it ended up being Brody Lee's last match, and that's unfortunate. But what a hell of a match to have as your last match. That needs to be said. So, ah, sad note, but God bless that guy. That was a hell of a match. Uh, Hangman and Omega. I almost did it. Hangman and Omega versus the Bucks. I thought that was a good match. I didn't really have it as the Wrestling Observer had the match of the year. I, But I, it was definitely one of the best matches. Like, to me, it went a little long, but it was still such an outstanding match. And then, yeah, Pac and Omega, the Iron Man match from Dynamite. It's insane. So good. Definitely now. Oh, and I had one more. I'm sorry. Bucks versus FTR. To me, that was actually the best tag team match that company's ever had. And that was in the pandemic era. I thought it was FTR's best match at AEW. And I, I love that match. So Nice. Now I'm going to finish up with my list. Obviously, Cody versus Dustin. I think it really goes without saying, given what AEW's done. And it's got to be, I think, their best storyline. FTR versus the Bucks. Long awaited. We finally got it. Cody versus Eddie Kingston, I thought was a major match because it's what got Kingston on the map. He came out with a fire promo, and every time you give him the mic, it has been amazing. Got to be one of my favorite performers. Obviously, I've also got Cody versus Brody Lee, dog collar match. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, old school match. They're going to bring back the coal miners glove match eventually because they're bringing back all these old stipulations. You love that coal miners glove match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and number five, I've got exp- the exploding ring match. It hasn't happened yet, but I've mm. got such high hopes for this that I feel like it's going to be the modern classic. Interesting. Yeah, I remember that dog collar match. There was a live show we were doing, and I think you had asked AJ, like, his uh, match he was looking most forward to. And I forget what he said, but you know, obviously we review NXT, AEW, and MLW. But he said something else. And, and like, knockout TV now. Saying... Yeah, and knockout TV now. Yeah, but at that time you said fuck you for saying anything but the dog collar match. <laughs> I was like, he's right. What the fuck are you talking about? That dog collar match is going to be awesome, and it was. God, I got to go back and watch that now. Man, I don't know. Uh, obviously, I think Cody was the MVP of this list, but that doesn't mean his match should be number one. I do think Cody and Dustin get a spot, though. Oh, yeah, Cody and Dustin. It's got to be up there. I think I saw it on the most lists. Mm-hmm. A- after this, uh, that uh, Hangman page. Uh, yeah. And I, I was saying it actually wasn't one of my fa- – it was one of my favorites, but not my favorites out of this group. But I, I said that because I think it's going to be the final three because everybody, I think, pretty much had it. So Yeah, and that third spot. Yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, Pac and Omega and the Bucks and FTR, obviously those are my list. but Yeah, that's what I'm seeing on a few lists. Let's give it to Pac and Omega since we have the other tag match with the Bucks with Hangman and Omega. Like, I chose more the FTR match rather than the Hangman-Omega match, but it was a championship match. They They built up to it. Listen, I love tag team wrestling. If this list was done just on me, the Bucks and FTR would be in the final, like right here, and they wouldn't be in the finals, but they'd be my runner-up. That being said, fans voted this in, so we have to put it in our final three. But I just think it should be the first one. Go- I thought it went too long. There were too many spots, and although it was really good, I don't think it. I think this should be down to the Iron Man match and Cody and Dustin. Okay. 
That's my. I'm saying I don't give a fuck. Write me, bitches. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm a huge fan of tag wrestling, but yeah. when you put it up, the Iron Man match, I think it was the first one they've done, mm-hmm. and it really set a cool precedent that they will bring back a lot of these weird, not weird, but like left of center wrestling gimmicks. That you it's know awesome what I, I love about. And we didn't put it in here, obviously, and I'm, I'm bitching a little bit about it, but Bucks and FTR, I love the ending of that match more than any ending of a match I've seen in recent memory because this feud has been so quietly built, even like, I don't want to say quiet, but like even when they weren't in the same promotion, people wanted to see this match, and they were taking little jabs at each other. And what was the Bucks all about, right? Like, you know, high spots. Even though the Bucks do sell, and they don't get the credit they deserve for that, but let's just go off the, you know, that was the story, right? They're a bunch of high spot guys. What's FTR? Beat you up, ground and pound, mat wrestling, right? No flips, just fists, that whole thing. And, you know, we finally get them the same promotion. They take a little while before they give us the match. We finally get the match. And what happened? I was so fucking mad when he did that flip and lost the match for FTR. And I will point this out. Go back to NXT. Go back to Raw SmackDown. And now AEW. When the hell did they ever do any flips? Never. And it fucking... I, maybe and that's it why it's off. so perfect because it pissed me off. And, like, I thought the match lacked a little bit. But I'm like, yeah. shit, maybe they did... Uh, I, I don't even want to get into it because I'm still upset. Like, why the fuck would you do a flip? Like, <laughs> flips are not your things, but... Yeah, because... They wanted to be. How is it not in our top three if I'm mad at this legitimately predetermined? Because the fans didn't vote it and they can suck a dick, even though they're our friends. I love you guys. But listen, (laughs) they can suck a dick, but I love you so much. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with that, but fuck y'all. No, 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 no. Dick's all you want. That's your thing. Listen, so FTR, though, uh, that story, though, where we decided, Wall and Shedders, to me was the batches back and forth, right? Why would they do a flip? I'm going to answer that. Because, and this is the story. They were so arrogant. They're like, you know what? We're going to beat you at your own game. And then remember, I don't know if it was Matt or Nick had the injured leg or injured foot. And there was. And that's when they fucked up and he got super kicked. And that's what cost him. So it was, they were so good. And this match was so competitive, so close. But that one mistake when they did something out of the realm that they wouldn't normally do just to show off and say, hey, we're better than you. We'll beat you at your own game. That's when they lost. And by the way, we haven't had that rematch yet. And I can't wait till we get it. So, Dave, you want to – we've talked about the Cody versus <laughs> Dustin story. This is the fucking number one match. It's the greatest story. Look, Omega and Pac was awesome. It was a great Iron Man match, and probably in terms of, like, seeing exciting moves. And and I don't mean – because Pac is not just an exciting moves wrestler. Neither is Omega, but I love Pac. I think Pac is fucking underrated. Even though people know he's good, like, to me, he's like, no, he's not just good. He's in the top fucking three of that promotion. Like, he should be in the world title picture. Kiss my ass. But – I just think the emotion of Cody and Dustin was so real. It was so strong. I haven't felt anything like that in years. So to me, that's number one all day. 100%. And Dave, you know what the music means. I mean, Cody versus Dustin pretty much determined itself. But guys, come back next week for another week of the 531. Join us every Wednesday. Most Wednesdays, we've had a live 531. But guys, we're kind of, we're running the well a little dry. So get us your 531 topics. Give us some ideas.
All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 